With threats to our nation waiting around every corner, adaptability is more important than ever. When conditions change without notice, quick strategic thinking is crucial. And with obstacles consistently impending, determination is essential in overcoming them. It's this willingness, decisiveness, and resilience that sets Marines apart. With our fighting spirit, we don't just fight battles, we win them. Marines are the constant our nation counts on to fight the unknown. And through adaptable problem solving, we do just that. Learn more at Marines.com. Let's go. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. Who dat? And welcome back to the Canal Street Chronicles podcast. I'm your host as always, Brendan Ertle. Today I'm here to break down this Washington football team game. The Saints are traveling to Washington to play the football team. And this is a game where, just in, in terms of history, the Saints and former Redskins used to have the weirdest matchups and the, the oddest outcomes of games. Obviously the most recent one was in the Dome, Alvin Kamara's rookie year. And the Saints were down 15 with like four minutes left. They ended up coming back and winning. And that was just a crazy game in itself. Uh, Obviously, we go back to when they last played Washington. That was when uh, it was the Brandon Browner days. And those were the the dark, dark times in Saints history. So there's been some really weird matchups. And, I mean, obviously the most memorable one is the Super Bowl year with Marcus Colson. Uh, Drew Brees threw that pick. And then Marcus Colson just yeeted it back from him and took it from him. So it's just some really weird matchups with the Washington football team. And whenever you play that team, you have to assume that they're going to give you their all. I mean, that's that's kind of their motto is they're really tough, they're really physical, and this isn't going to be a pushover game. And e- even in August, I circled this game and said, yeah, they have the Giants, that they that's a game they should win. And the Washington football team, this might be a little bit of a trap. The Saints are looking towards that bye week, which is – really crucial for them at this point is that bye week and being three and two going into that bye is a lot better than being two and three because after that bye you have Seattle you have the uh, Tampa Bay Bucks on Halloween and then your schedule starts to get a lot harder after that so being positive going into the bye would be a really good thing especially with all these injuries uh, this team has and let's, let's go over the injury report real quick and for the Saints it's not that long and it's not that long because uh, everyone's on IR so no one returned this week which is kind of disappointing but it makes sense that the Saints just want to it doesn't matter how they win this game they just want to get out of this game with a win and if they can do that without playing their best players that's that's awesome that's really good so the injury report today is Eric McCoy uh, did not practice Wednesday and Thursday 
um, a good sign for him because they didn't put him on IR. And another person they didn't put on IR is Teron Armstead. And the initial diagnosis was three to six weeks. So he seemed like an early uh, IR candidate. But he did not get placed on IR. He missed both days as well. I'm thinking that they're hopeful that maybe it can be earlier than three weeks. Or maybe they think he can be back for the Seattle game after the bye. So giving him essentially three weeks, but they don't have to put him on IR. Uh, JT Gray practiced Wednesday, but was added to the injury report Thursday. He was limited with a back injury. And Marshawn Lattimore, like I said last week, he'll probably be listed for the whole entire year with that hand injury just because he has a cast on the hand. Uh, he was full participant both days. Now, the time of t- I'm, I'm recording this, they haven't released the Friday injury report yet, but it seems like for the Redskins, excuse me, for the Washington football team, uh, Curtis Samuel will be good to go. He didn't practice Wednesday or Thursday, but I'm only hearing positive things for him. So the Washington football team's injury report is a little bit longer, let's just say. So they're starting all-pro guard Brandon Scherf. He did not practice Wednesday or Thursday. It looks like he'll miss this game. Dwami Brown missed Wednesday and Thursday wide receiver. Cam Sims wide receiver missed Wednesday and Thursday. Cole Homecomb, uh, a former Saint, did not practice Wednesday. He was limited Thursday. Antonio Gibson, which could be a big one, he did not practice Wednesday, but he did. He was limited Thursday. Looks like he'll be able to go. Uh, DT John, Jonathan Allen was limited both days. Their other defensive tackle, Ma- Iadias, uh was limited both days as well. J.D. McKissick, who uh, had that game-winning touchdown against the Falcons last week, he was limited but ended up being a full participant on Thursday. And that about wraps up their injury report for everyone that should be important for the game. So a little bit longer of a list, but in terms of injuries itself for the team, pretty much the same because the Saints will be missing half their roster. And that's kind of the main thing I'm going to talk about in this podcast is can the Saints just get out of this game with a win and go to the bye and return all of these guys once they get back? I mean, all of them should be back besides like Teron Armstead and Tony Jones Jr., potentially. Now, it's it's going to be tough because we've seen the way the Saints have played these past two weeks. And it's not necessarily the offense is playing bad. They're just being extremely conservative. And Sean Payton, he's a great coach. He would not play this conservative if he didn't think they could win like this. Obviously, this roster isn't as bad as people say, and it's not a it's it's not a two and two roster, but with the injuries they have, it is. So, can they get out of this game with the win with the personnel they have? Obviously, last week they should have they should have won that game. I mean, they should have been up 18 points with uh, five minutes to go, but that's not the way it turned out, and they weren't able to close out the game running the football. And that's kind of what they've turned into. They're, we've talked about in this podcast, identity. What is the Saints' identity? And it's going to look a lot different after the bye week. But these first five weeks, their identity has been play good defense, run the football well. And last week, they didn't play defense well. And if you don't play defense well, you're not going to win the game. So for the Saints, they need to bounce back. They need to be able to completely shut down Taylor Heineke in this Washington offense. If they give up 35 points like the Atlanta Falcons did, they're not going to win. I mean, it's just too much pressure to put on Jameis Winston's shoulders to score 35 points with wide receivers who haven't really done much this year. And it's not a knock on them. It's just the circumstances that their offense is in. I mean, it's been kind of underwhelming some of the breakout players like Adam Troutman or Callaway. We, we expected these big, big starts. But if you think about it, I mean, they're going up against top-tier talent without their top-tier talent. I mean, there's no Michael Thomas. There's no Traquan Smith. 
that's that's a big part of your offense. That's a whole chunk of your playbook that they have to take out because Michael Thomas, your best offensive player besides Kamara, you're taking all those plays out. There's no slants. There's no digs. There's no guaranteed outs. I mean, Michael Thomas does so many things well. Um, sluggos, he, I mean, he catches the ball. He's, he's almost like running the football. You just throw it to him, and it's like five, six yards that you wouldn't get with anyone else. And you look at last year. Everyone calls him slant man, slant boy, whatever you want to call him. I mean, it, it doesn't bother him. It doesn't bother me. It's That's a whole chunk of your playbook right there is that slant, that quick slant that no one can guard. It doesn't matter. If, if you call him slant boy, you should be able to stop it, because, but they can't. And not having that quick slant, I mean, go back and look at that Giants game, third and two when they were in the taste and power. If Michael Thomas is in, you throw a quick slant to Michael Thomas, and you get that first down, you move the chains, you win the football game. And you can't do that. Callaway, he's a great receiver. He can't do that as well as Michael Thomas. He's the best in the game at that. And he does so many other things extremely well. It doesn't matter who your top corner is. He'll be able to catch the football on him. I mean, he's never been a big separation guy, but he can catch everything you throw at him. And the Saints don't have that on their offense right now. So can the de- can the Saints defense play well enough for the offense just to get by? I mean, that's what they're doing right now is they're just getting by. And... I know it's not football we love to see. We like to see a full, complete game. But in Sean Payton's eyes, he's saying, let's play good defense and let's go score enough points to win the game. I mean, let's not blow up the scoreboard because we can't. And a big thing about this Washington football team is last year, we all remember this defense, that pass rush was deadly. And what killed the Saints last uh, last few weeks have been pass rush and pressure. But this year, that's not really their identity. They haven't been very good on defense, surprisingly. The pass rush hasn't been amazing. Uh, the secondary has been pretty underwhelming. So if there's an area to attack, I mean, Sean Payton might have a few plays up his sleeve to maybe uh, get a big, few big plays. I mean, this defense has been stingy. So my main key for the game is can the Saints defense outplay the Redskins? There I go again. The Washington football team's defense. And that's what they need to do. It's going to be a defensive game in Washington. The Saints will be white on white. And this, in my opinion, is a must-win game. You want to go into the bye with a win and being 3-2, and two, not having to go out of the bye with uh, all these new players that you haven't played with before, going to Seattle on Monday Night Football. It's just going to be a tough challenge for them. So being 3-2 and two is a lot easier than being 2-3 and three coming out of that bye quick podcast for y'all today just breaking down what the Saints need to do to win injury report and what this game might look like so if you're trying to match with the team they'll be white on white white jerseys white pants uh hopefully it's a nice day in Washington so the jerseys don't get too dirty but we'll see uh Nate Chris and I will be coming at you guys after the game this Sunday breaking down hopefully a Saints win in Washington I appreciate everyone's support. Thanks for tuning in to the podcast, and we'll see you guys next episode. Who that? Hey, who that? 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 Who that?